This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. Gone the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Completely got a goal here. Back for Browno. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Can he go on the outside? Comes inside. Comes up a shot. Oh, what a goal! Manuel Benson once more. That is top class. Burnley have done it. Fantastic. Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. Burnley have won the second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast Podcast full-time show here on the Turfcast Podcast YouTube channel, live broadcast on the Turfcast Podcast YouTube channel and of course, if you are listening back on the Turfcast Podcast, welcome along. Um, it's me, Joe Redmond, and as you can see, Neil Layfield, how you doing, mate? Good, mate, yourself? Yeah, really good. Had a day at work, got another shift later on, but I'm managing to squeeze a podcast in. I know, mate, managing to squeeze a podcast in for the masses. Um, so, yes, uh, welcome. Obviously, we're going to be discussing the Liverpool game. Get your comments coming in. Um, but before we get started, I just want to remind you all that the Turfcast Podcast full-time show is now officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure sorry the very best finance deal in a deal tailored to suit you and they can even sell any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one and to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between wave car finance and turfcast if you mention turfcast podcast to them they will give you a voucher worth up to 200 pounds to spend at the burnley fc club shop on completion of your finance deal so why not pop down to their stunning showroom in waller or give them a call or even just send them an email or message them on social media to start your new car adventure today. And don't forget to mention Turfcast, because when you do, you're basically getting £200 worth of Burnley Football Club merchandise for free. But yes, get your comments coming in. John Angus says, greetings from Leicester. Um, Leo Caldercott says, evening, lads. Thoughts on leaving a game 4-0 down at half-time? Uh, just so I know when it's acceptable to leave on, I presume he's... Um, 
obviously hinting uh, towards Saturday. Uh, greetings from Asgard, says Ginger Alley. Greetings, mate. Claret and Blue 1882 says, Evening, boys. Uh, he's had to change his username, says Muzzamil Shaw, uh, to make it easier on the pronunciation. Well, yes, I'll just I'll just refer to you as Claret Blue 1882 now. Uh, thank you for that, mate. Uh, Superkurt1980 says, Hi, all. Fluffed the mathematical chance to catch up yesterday. Uh, yeah, obviously, we'll get into all that in a minute. Uh, Jamesy Lad says, Evening, lads. Evening, mate. Uh, Brad Nuttall Court called boxing says Sunday ritual. Yes, mate. Uh, apologies, it's a little bit later. Free Sam says Harry. Now is yeah, we, expect a, we expect the fireplace media wall shot later, mate. To yeah, we do, we do, we do, we really do, mate. Harry says free Sam. It's, it's it's not you know we did ask him to come on. He said no. Apparently it's his anniversary with his girlfriend. So I with... think that's just called for. I think that's just called for it's Super Bowl get fucked. I think that's basically what he's saying. It's I Super think Bowl he's um, he's I think he's asleep currently to get up at after clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Well, so. that's, where his, that's where his priorities lie. His priorities well, lie there, not with us. I've already said before, if he wants to create a podcast under the I don't know Redmond Multimedia bloody podcast tree as a as a as a as a Sunday, um, what do you call it? A Sunday. Um, NFL one, he can. Milton Dingle says, evening, lads, evening, mates. Oliver Briggs says, evening, boys. Uh, Sack Samson. <laughs> yeah, that, that's more like it, mate. Uh, Sam Alt says, Twin Cities Clarets, yeah, Burnley till I die. Says, greetings, fellas. Jay Hartley, 1882, says, evening, chaps. John Corbett says, evening, lads. Let's have a good show. When do we ever not have a good show, John? But apologies if I've missed your message everybody because that's a good start ladies and gentlemen thank you for all the positive messages Wrong. and stuff i really do appreciate it this is why we do it but yes let's talk trafford is one of the comments i saw there i can't remember who it was off i think it was let me just find it again yep ginger Allen. let's talk trafford and the first comment we got was off burnley season 30 who said evening lads positive taken from the game but trafford is mainly the problem for the losses now we will for want of a better phrase, single out Trafford later. And I, like I said, that makes it sound horrible, but it, we obviously need to talk about that goal. Um, but Neil, first of all, um, thoughts on that match, please. I think we gave Liverpool more of a game than they thought we would. Um, first half especially, I thought we were really good. Um, on top for the first half hour, actually, I would have said. Um, but they've just got that little bit of quality, haven't they? And then obviously mistakes at the back didn't help. Um, our cause. Um, you can't give mistakes away to anybody in the Premier League, but especially not a team that's sort of going for. Um, well, they keep saying they're going for a quadruple, but it's not. It's a tin pot one, isn't it? Because Europa don't count. Um, so um, yeah, there's, there's positives to take from it, but it's just those errors that have cost us um, and really. Yeah, really poor defending for particularly the third goal. Um, that, that have cost us, but um, as I say, first half, not a lot to complain about, really. Going in, um, at half time was uh, quite positive, and then it just went downhill. Yeah, I mean, first we started well, um, and pretty much the entire first half, um, I think we were the better side. If I'm going to be honest with you, I do think we were the better side for the entire first half. Started well, obviously, I'm doing had that chance, and I don't want to be too critical of I'm doing it because it's his touch that creates the chance, mm. um. So, but I do think once he's made that chance, he should probably do better. That's probably my main criticism of Amduna. Uh, that's that's been Amduna's problem all season, though, isn't it? Is that he gets a chance and he, he should do better. Um, yeah. But he's getting in the positions, which is encouraging. But unfortunately, the games are running out now. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and then, obviously, um, I mean, yeah, let, let's talk Trafford then, because that is that obviously is the, the main the main talking point, um, unfortunately, from that game. Uh, and now I, I have been a little bit more... Uh, organised this week, guys. Um, so I do actually have some screenshots for you. There we go. So Good we'll bring that in. Now, unfortunately, the software that we use is a bit shit, despite me paying £20 a month for it. Um, so it doesn't go full size. Now, I could edit it and make it go full size in Photoshop or whatever. But quite frankly, that's uh, more effort than it's worth. Um, so here is the main screenshot of the first goal. Now, as you can see, Yotta, who scored the goal, is just behind Trafford. Um, I can't circle it on the mouse because I brought the picture in rather than showing the screen live, if that makes sense. Um, but as you can see there, he's jumping behind Trafford. Trafford is jumping, but as we all know what happens with this goal is he gets caught underneath it. He's misjudged the flight of it. Now, some people, obviously, Trafford runs off looking for a foul. Like, you've ran into your own player, mate. 
you've ran into who was it Dara Sander I can't remember that picture is not the best quality to be fair uh, but he runs into his own player um, but the main reason why he's got this wrong is because he's misjudged the flight of the ball and ended up underneath it and as you can see Yotta's there behind him and he's just there ready to head it into goal Neil your thoughts on that first goal yes yeah, it's, it's a mistake by Trafford again it's it's almost um the same as the Luton one but obviously he doesn't get fouled um yeah it's just got it's just the same thing with Trafford isn't it we've always said this is that he's just not got he's got no presence in the box at all a strong a strong keeper would just come out and take both of those players out um or we tried to take them both out and get a foul. Um, and like the comment said, yeah, ball, ball watch. The defence wasn't that great anyway, but um, it's disappointing because the cross wasn't really that good. It was a bit of a poor cross. Yeah. Um, well, no, sorry. Poor defending to, to allow the cross to come in. But Trafford just, yeah. If you're coming out, he, he, he sort of, he looks like he's caught a bit in two minds. And then he's just got, he's just got no presence. And like I said in our, um, group uh group chat is that um surely he's been on strength training since he signed up and he's just not getting any stronger um surely by now seven six seven months into the season he's he's got a little bit more strong and he's got surely a little bit he knows he's number one keeper now surely he's confident enough to just come out and just command his area a little bit but it just doesn't look like it at the minute um so yeah it's a traffic mistake unfortunately um he has been he has been sort of quite good in the last few weeks, uh, last few games. There's not been that many mistakes from him recently, so you've sort of seen these improvements, but he's got it in him, and it's just, be like I say, it's just because he's got no presence in that area whatsoever. Yeah, I do I do think it's that. It's the lack of presence, the lack of strength, and he's just misjudging them, like I said at the start. Like, he's, he's underneath that. Like, he's not even yeah. judged the flight of the ball correctly, and that, to me, tells me he's coming out because it's in a certain area. So he knows that in his head, he needs to come out and he needs to get it, but he isn't judging the ball and he isn't confident in himself, maybe. I don't know. The only person who could answer that would, would, would be James Trafford. But I feel like he's just rushing out for the sake of it and then getting caught underneath the flight of the ball. And I think that's what's happened there. Like, yes, he probably, in that scenario, should have clattered through them two players. But even then, he's it is, it is going to go underneath it because he's misjudged the flight of it. He's too far forward. He should, he should have taken a step backwards towards Jota. Yeah, he should. And then, like you, like you sort of said at the start, the annoying thing about that is that he's, he looks for a foul. It's like, no, there's no one to blame, mate. It's you, it's your, you're to blame, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that lack of presence thing. But like I say, surely, and there's a few people in the comments there, surely by now, he's, he's sorry, that's the dog having a drink. Um, he's, strong, he's strong enough now. Surely he's been working on that strength and it's just, there's no, he still looks like such a little kid in that goal. Surely by now yeah. he should be stronger and coming out. And if you can't grab it, at least just punch it. You know what I mean? Just if you can't get to it, just try and punch it or something. But he's not doing that. Yeah. He just comes out and flaps and then just. Whoop. I think. So, I think. Like, like I said, first things first. He needs to. He needs to judge the flight of the ball better. That's that's obviously yeah. my opinion. Uh, court call. Sorry, Brad Nuttall. Court call boxing. I'll get the full brand name in there for you, mate. Uh, <clears> sponsorship <throat> packages are available. In fact, no, they're not. We've got too many sponsors now. Uh, he says can't help but feel we'd be much better off points wise if Murich has started. Losing the count in the amount of games Trafford has directly cost us a goal. Even the Luton one, he has to be stronger. I agree with all of that. I think I said uh, yeah, at the time I agree with, the with that. One, it is a foul really and he has to be stronger at the same time. And I do feel the same. Now, I don't. there were some people yesterday saying on Twitter that we'd be comfortable with mid-table with Murich in the net. I'm not so sure about that, but I do think we'd be better off points-wise. Maybe maybe a couple more wins in there. That, that's it. I think or the goal difference would have been a couple better. more points. Goal difference would have been better, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do agree with that. But... Um, yeah, um, and final comment on this one from me because I don't want to. I do feel harsh because he's a kid, and it seems to be every single week. And I've tried to, I've tried to be a lit, take a little bit step back from criticizing him too much. But I just feel like yesterday was uh, the straw that brought the camels back for me. But uh, GST last comment uh, fr from me on, on this one says, "Evening lads, the president of the Murich fan yeah. club slate in Trafford." I mean, yes, but GST, don't you think Neil has a right to do it this week? I know who that is. I'll take it up with him. <laughs> oh, is it right? Fair enough. Uh, he goes on to say, "There's no jeopardy if he was under threat yeah, of losing right. his place to Murich, then maybe he performed better." I mean, Probably I'm looking at the table correct. there. I'm looking at the table there, and we've conceded 50 goals. And I don't care. I know he's still a young keeper and stuff, but to concede 50 goals is, is that shows he's not good enough yet. Um, yeah. And part and part of that 
Part of that is I don't that I don't blame him for is that he is getting picked. It's not his fault he's getting picked. So whether he's ready or not, it's not his fault. So that again comes back to VK um, and his stubbornness to sort of try and show that his new signings are all working and re- refusal to play the old the old guard. Um, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Realistically, Trafford should have been, and we said this really early on in the season, he should have just been allowed to develop away from all this because for the first five six games of the season, all we were talking about was Trafford. Yeah, and. And I remember saying it can't be good for him that he's getting slated every week. Exactly. Um, and yet he stayed and now, in. Now we're back in that position again, aren't we? And now we're back in that position um, when really he should have just been taken out of it and just allowed to, to, to develop away from all this. So, yes, it's Trafford's mistake again. Um, it's his lack of presence in the box. It's his lack of, again, again almost confidence and, and his command of his area. But it's also on Vinny to keep because he keeps picking him. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, a few comments from Harry. He says he deserves criticism, though, and then goes on to say, why is he able criticism? He's been poor. Uh, we can't keep saying he's a good keeper in a few years with a prem standard keeper sat on a bench. Agree with all of that, mate. Um, I don't think he's above criticism. I also won't be criticising him now. I've just felt like we were chatting about it for so long at the start of the season, and you can yeah. see, in my opinion, um, that the pressure were getting to him. Um, and I, think, I do think he improved. He had that gap in the middle of the season where he wasn't necessarily costing us too much and he was making good saves. But now I feel like we're back at the stage where he's, he's costing us again. And I know I said last comment from me earlier, but John Corbett has said he has made loads of saves, but when we have so many shots against, he has to save some. Now, I've highlighted this one, excuse mm. me, because there's always a lot of talk on Twitter, Clarets, about, oh, well, he may have made the mistake early on, but he's then kept us in the game with three or four good saves. Like, yes, he does make some good saves, especially later in the game against Fulham. But again, against Fulham, he let the ball go out of play and then he gets lobbed from uh, from stupidly coming out when, when he shouldn't do. It's his job to then make these good saves. Like, yes, he, he is a good shot stopper and nobody denies that, but he's constantly causing issues by conceding silly goals like the one, the first one against Liverpool and like the, the well, like I said, him and Asignon let, him, let it go out for a corner when they shouldn't do against Fulham and then he gets caught in no man's land for the second. So I've highlighted that one simply because uh, a lot of people do try and hide behind the fact that he does make saves later in the game. But if he's costing us a goal in the first 10 minutes, then making four mm. saves later in the game and it's finishing 3-1, it's his fault. Like We had that momentum early in the game and then he's cost us that momentum and we've gone 1-0 yeah. down and then we're on the back foot. His shot stopping's never been... His shot stop has never been in doubt. He's, he is a good shot stopper, but a keeper. I was just saying this off air when I, uh, a keeper. There's this for me. There's four parts to be a good keeper. One is that you're good. You're a good shot stopper. Your second is distribution. Your third is your strength, and and your command. And the fourth is your organisation of your defence. And he's yeah. only good at shot stopping. The rest are work uh, uh, areas for improvement for him. So realistically, he's twenty five percent effective. Um. And if I was 25% effective at work, I'd be put on training or not even there. So, um, yeah, he's a good shot stopper. It's, 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 that's not the question, but there's more to shot. There's more to being a goalkeeper than shot stopping. And unfortunately, the other three parts of that that I think make a good keeper, he hasn't got yet. He will have, I think, if he's allowed to develop. But you've yeah. got to wonder what this, this experience is having on him. Like, is, is he learning from this or is it just hell for him? Yeah, it, it could end, like you said, it, it, it could end up being detrimental to him because he's, yeah, excuse me, this bruise going right through him it, because he's, you know, being put under so much pressure and conceding all these silly goals and, and you know, getting in a bad state of mental health, for example. Um, comment yeah. here from John Angus fan says, a supporter that still lives in Burnley told me James Trafford have to play as his fit. Now, I've heard some of these rumours myself, to be honest, and I genuinely believe that they are just rumours. Like, he's our keeper. I know there's a buyback clause from City. But he's our keeper, and that buyback clause is if they want it. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. I'll be honest um, with you, mate. I think the fact that the fact that Vinny keeps playing the new signings as much as he is when it hasn't been working sort of puts puts the flames out on that a little bit. Because if he was playing all the old guard and Trafford every week and not, then I'd think I'd probably think there's something in that. Yeah. But the fact I just that he's think playing he's been all. Stubborn. Yeah, I think he's just been stubborn. I think the fact that he's playing all of or, them. Or, sorry to butt in, it's the board saying we need return on this investment. That's well, the only yeah. other thing I think yeah. it could be. Yeah. 
Um, uh, anyway, I don't want to sit on Trafford too much. Uh, we've criticised him enough. Sorry, Harry. I know you say he's not immune to criticism, but we've you know we spent 19 minutes criticising him essentially. Um, so let's move on. Uh, the second goal, uh, our goal. There was obviously the second goal in the game was of course ours. Uh, was a great header from Daro uh, Shea, a Josh yeah. Brownhill corner. Uh, and just I've, I've screenshotted this. And I just want to let me go back to this one, right? Because look at where Yotta is. It's probably a bad angle to see where he is, but it's the Yotta one isn't a good header because he's on his own, is five yards out, and he's basically been handed a, an open goal by the goalkeeper. But compare that to where Dara O'Shea is. Obviously, there, the player with the ball on his head. Look at where he's heading that from, and that ends up in the top bins. Dara O'Shea is getting better and better every single week, and that were a fantastic header. Really good goal. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant bullet header, wasn't it? And then he sort of looked like he didn't really know how to celebrate because um, I thought that was quite yeah. funny. He looked he looked a little bit like, what, what am I supposed to do? Um, yeah, great goal. And um, at that point, obviously, we were we were bossing that first half. Well, bossing is probably yep. a bit strong, but we were on top in that first I half. Do think think, better, well, I do think we were a better side in that first half, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously, we when we scored there, you think, well, maybe we can do something here. So um, at that point, I think there was some optimism. Um, at that point in the game. Yeah, and to be fair, it was optimism that, in my opinion, was correct. Uh, I do yeah. want to talk about Dal Roche. Uh, I do want to talk about him because I put on Twitter yesterday, you can follow us at Turfcast Podcast if you want to, uh, and join in some of the debates because I will be bringing in some of the debates into some of the channel chats, uh, the live shows and stuff um, at, at some points, maybe in this show as well. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I did put out on there saying, at the minute... I think Dava Roche is our best defender, and that's simply based on form in, what, the last five, six games? He still has a mistake in him. He obviously made some mistakes earlier in the season and got a lot of criticism for it, including from me, and rightly so, in my opinion. Um, but now, I think he's come on leaps and bounds, and for me, he's, he's one of... Like, he's the, the, the best defender on current form for Burnley. Like, Esteve could turn out to be a better defender, um, and we've only seen a very small sample size of him. Um, so it would probably be unfair to say he is right now. Yes, some people would say Bayer, but obviously Bayer's been injured. Uh, and Bayer would admit himself that he probably wasn't as good as he can be at the start of this season. But based on his form last season, you could argue, yes, he will potentially be the better defender when he finds form in this league, if he gets a chance to play in this league again. And then after that, you've got the likes of Delcoir and uh, and stuff like that. So it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. But I do think, based on form, that Dar Roche is our best defender at the minute. What do you think, Neil? Uh, yeah, possibly right. But I did see someone, I mean, there's a funny comment there, but I did see someone on Twitter respond to you saying, but the bar is really low. So I would put that yeah. caveat in there. Yeah. Um, just to point out, Twin Cities Claret, I've, that is a brilliant comment. Burnley's best yeah. defender equals tallest umper lumper. That is yeah. a fair comment. And I did it say to fair. the person who said to me yesterday on Twitter, said, well, the bar's not very high. Yeah, fair enough. I can't really argue against that. Yeah. that. I can't really argue against it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not as um, confident in him as, as you are, but obviously that's football, everyone's got a different opinion. Um, I mean, you could argue he's our best defender at the minute because he's the only one who's fit properly. Um, mm. But I've, he has improved, don't get us wrong, I think he has improved, but I think he's still well off where we need him to be. Um, and overall, I would think he has been a, a poor, poor signing this year, but at the minute... Possibly. Um, Ekdal is obviously just not... Um, obviously, he's not fit. I don't think Bayer has been fit. I think even when he's played, he's not looked like he's been fit. So, whether he's got some underlying thing or something going on, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like the away shirt, and it? We'll, we'll just agree to disagree on that. I don't think he is, but everyone's entitled Basically, to you're wrong on the away shirt, and you're wrong on this as well. Uh, <laughs> Interesting though, I do, I do, I do, I do like how different football is in opinions. There's a comment here from Harry that says he's better than Taylor Harwood Bellis at the minute, and there's a comment here from Claret and Blue 1882. I'd rather have Taylor Harwood Bellis from last season. So it mm. is one of them things. I think he's been class the last few games. I think a lot of people will still look back at the fact that he did make their mistakes earlier in the season. And I do think, I do think he's one of the rare ones that has improved though, because there's not a lot of the team have improved, but I do think he has. Um, yeah. But like I say, I think I still think he's way off the level that we need, or the, yeah, or the level enough. that you would think the level that you would think someone who's got seven months of Premier League experience would have by now. Yeah, um, 
I do think it'll be good next season in the championship. And I do think a defence, a defensive trio, uh, as it will probably be, of, uh, well, we'll have uh, Ekdal as well, so there'll be quite a few. So the defenders next quite season like, will be... Sorry, sorry, what I'd on. quite like is to, <laughs> to judge him when, because, not to go back to the Trafford thing, but when we're saying that Trafford hasn't got organisation of his defence and he isn't commanding of his area, I'd like to see O'Shea play with that, a keeper who is that behind him. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess maybe the whole... Well, yeah, but maybe the whole defence <laughs> might be a little bit sharper if they've got someone behind them who they've got full faith yeah. in and they know he's going to command them. Maybe they all would step up a little bit because O'Shea was good at West Brom last year, to be fair. Um, was, well, that's what I'm going to say. I, I do think uh, next season in the Championship, it, he will be very, yeah. very good. He'll have a year's Premier League experience under his belt. He'll be back in a league that he knows well. We'll have O'Shea, we'll have Esteve, we'll have Bayer, hopefully, if Bayer doesn't leave, but with him being out for most of the season, I can't see anyone that are coming for him. And then yeah. we'll have Ekdal as well, and even McNally, though, but Stoke fans don't seem to be taking to McNally. So I was going to say, I've, I've, seen on, um, I've seen on Twitter that he was getting a bit of grief recently, McNally. I think Coventry yeah. fans loved him, didn't they? But I don't think um, I don't think Stoker loving him. I mean, Stoker just shy though, aren't they? So that's probably something. Well, to maybe do it that. is that. Maybe it's you. You're only as good as your surroundings. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, have we mentioned Esteve a couple of times? Or that's Steve, as Burnley fans have um, hey, affectionately, affectionately uh, started calling him. And every time I name him Esteve, someone has a go at me and says he's called Steve. Um, I've just not got not got it into my head yet. But thoughts on him so far, Neil? I th- there was a moment yesterday where he was class. He showed a brilliant bit of pace to keep mm-hmm. up with. Was it Nunes? He mm-hmm. looks an absolute fine. And so does Asenion, to be fair. And let, I know yeah. far I missed a couple of chances in this game, but all three of them have improved us. But specifically, what's yeah. your thoughts on his step here, please? No, he's looking promising in the air. I'm very impressed with him. And um, his name's completely gone out of my head, but you just said him, the left back. The, the left back. Asenion. Yeah, so them two look, um, yeah, them two look really good. Um, I mean, let, you know, let's not be too critical. It's Liverpool; they are going for a title, um, and it's Liverpool at home, which is like even the best team struggle there. So, um, yeah. So let's not be too critical. Yeah, I, I think he looks very good. He, he, Steve, I'll call him. E Steve. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely believe all three of them have, have really improved us. I just yeah, like and I know you say for fun and miss some chances, yeah. but. Um, Find me a striker who doesn't. You know what I mean? They almost. They yeah, I mean, I mean, I do have some screenshots from later in the show for them missed chances. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I do think all three of them uh, have improved us. Have we bought Asinjan? We've not bought any of them, mate. They're all on loan. Uh, but I do believe there's something in the Esteve contract um, that suggests that he will be here next season. But the Esteve one, I think. I thought. Stay up. I thought there's an obligation to buy uh, Asinjan, isn't there? I think it's Steve. If we no matter okay. what, no matter what league we're in, and Asignon is potentially if we stay up. But that's the gist that most people got from the comments from the COO, um, whose name escapes me, Matt Williams, um, on BBC of Lancashire. Um, hopefully one day we'll get him on the show. Um, but it's um we'll see. We'll see. Uh I have bought some new gear that hopefully will be arriving uh for next season. It was supposed to be here last week, and I've got told there's a delay on it. Anyway, uh, long story. Right, next one. Uh, we're on to the comments. Uh, not the comments, sorry. The missed chances um, for, for, for Honor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, now, he has improved us, and I stand by the fact that he's improved us, and he was very, very good last season. But I do think he's got to do better here. I know some people on Twitter were saying, you know, he's, he's being crowded out by defenders and, and defenders are breathing down the neck. Obviously, when they're, when they're running at pace, Van Dyke is closer than he looks on that picture but he's still enough distance away for me to be putting that ball away I think he's got a score there and I personally believe Lyle Foster would have buried that what do you think that and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It could do better, but I think we can't underestimate, like you've just said there, he's got Van Dyke running at him and also uh, the keeper. His positioning has come right out and narrowed the angles for him. Um yeah, it probably should have done a little bit better there, but I don't think it's an easy, as easy a chance as it looks. No, yeah. Uh, probably being a bit harsh. I think this one's the, the worst one. Um, on yeah. bear, that's pretty much straight after. So, obviously, I can't show you guys a video, but if you don't remember, uh, Fafana goes through on goal, has a chance, keeper saves it, it bounces up. Falls to Wilson Odebear there, who just lashes at it, and it goes high yeah. and wide. And, it, and All it's, he's got to do... It's just pretty poor. All he's got to do there is just make good contact with it, and it's going in. Um, yeah, and we know he can do that because he's leathered it from distance before. So, uh, yeah, it was just should have done better there. That's that's yeah. that's worse. Wor- I nearly said worse, sir. That's not a word. That's worse of a miss. <laughs> just than, just remind um, just a reminder to you all. That Neil Layfield here used to be a teacher. Hopefully, you weren't English, mate. If you're saying worse, no, no. worse, Nope. And uh, keyword used to be. Um, yes, yeah. I didn't I'm get sacked, sacked by the way. Really. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a worse miss than than Favana's, that one for me. Hundred percent, that one is worse. Sir. Um, let's go yeah. ahead to Liverpool's second goal here. Now, I obviously we will. Um, I say ahead that this second goal happened before we missed the two chances. Even though I said in my full time reaction yesterday um, that it was the other way around, but it wasn't. Liverpool scored to make it two one, and then we missed the two chances. Um, but the main talking point for this goal for me is this foul right here. It's, it's it's a foul. I'm sorry, it's a foul. So, McAllister kicks Ramsey on the leg because Ramsey's just a bit quicker than him, gets to the ball before him. He boots him. Ramsey's not a... I'm going to say something else, but he's not soft. So, he doesn't... He doesn't it doesn't go on the floor and start rolling around. If he if he jumped on the floor and rolled around in pain, he would 100% get that. But the only person who jumps mm-hmm. on the floor and rolls around in pain is McAllister, even though he kicks him. So, yeah. I mean, it's not the reason why we lost. I'm not sitting here and making excuses. But once again, it's a, it's another example of VAR, PJMOL, SHIT. It, you know, it, it, it's bollocks. And, and it should have yeah. been it should have been a goal. It shouldn't have been a goal. It also it just shows the naivety at this level, doesn't it, as well? You've got to... Yeah, like, fair they point. Talk, they, talk, they talk about Newcastle and Eddie Howe having that dark arts about it, which is doing stuff like that, like, like going down in that situation. If he's got Premier League experience, he knows to go down there. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 it is a foul and it is VAR and all that being shite, but also it's a little bit naive from him to, to stay on his feet because we don't like it, but it's part of the game now. And if he'd gone down, he would have got the foul. Yeah, as uh, a comment from John Slattery says on screen there, why didn't he go down? Claret and Blue 1882 says Ramsey should have made a meal on a meal of it. Uh, and Harry says McAllister jumping on the ground after infuriates me. I know not enough's made of that. McAllister is clearly play acting there. He boots Ramsey for foot's sake in the leg and then he runs around, rolls around on the floor. Like we've all mm. played football, all right, not to a good level. The majority of us, some of you in the chat might have done. Uh, I had two left feet, but I'm sorry, but when you boot someone in the shin, it doesn't hurt. It hurts the person who's been booted in the shin. It might have been awkward if his ankle twisted, but I'm sorry, not 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 for the position they were kicking him in. But completely uh, agree with you there, Harry. It infuriates me as well. But it's it's just another case of um, of of Pigmol and VR and refs being SHRT, like I say. And obviously Vincent Neal has a ban now for the Arsenal game. Uh, he will be in the mm. stands because he was complaining about that, and then he got booked, yeah. which is another thing that pisses me off because he's complaining because you're inept. He shouldn't then get sent off and then miss a game. Again, yeah. I know I know yellow cards can't be rescinded or whatever, a retrospective action, whatever it's called, can't be taken against yellow cards. But even in that scenario, they should look at them and be like, yeah, fair enough, I understand it. You can sit it dug out. I just don't get it. No, I don't get that one. Because, um, I mean, in the other dugout across from company is a man who famously whinges all the time and he's always yeah. shouting. Um, it, yeah, it, doesn't make sense that one. It's like I say, it's just more more inconsistency from um Pigmall. And uh yeah, it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, he's gonna miss the next game. Um so it'll be Bellamy in charge, won't it, next match? Yeah, well, he'll be in the dugout. Um obviously company will be making all the all the big yeah, which, which, 
Yeah, which made me laugh because a lot of people were whinging, saying, oh, well, you know, we might actually have a chance of winning a match then now if company's not there. Like, he's still there. He's on the phone constantly. He's, <laughs> uh, he's still making all the decisions. He still picks the team. So nothing will change. And it's Arsenal anyway. So if, if he's going to miss something, um, then it's, 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 I'm, I yeah. wouldn't mind him uh, missing that. Uh, Colonial Nivlag, apologies if I pronounced that wrong, says his newness not offside too. No, they, that's the only thing they looked at. And I don't think they actually looked at the foul. I don't think they actually looked at it because when I mean, I, it was my birthday weekend, so I didn't actually go this weekend. And I remember, remember looking at it on the VAR screen that they showed on the screen, uh, on on the TV feed. Um, it was they just showed offside. They didn't they didn't look at that foul on the actual broadcast. So whether they looked at that before, I'm not sure, but uh, they didn't show them looking at it. And one thing I will point out is on the feed that I was watching, Neil Meller was commentating ex-Liverpool player, he said it's a foul that shouldn't be given. On the highlights I've just watched, it's horse fiddler and former uh, Liverpool player Stephen Warnock. He also said it should have been a free kick. Um, so the fact that two Liverpool legends, obviously there's no Burnley commentators on anything because there never is. Um, I'm available if you need me. Um, both both said, both the Liverpool fans said, yeah, it's a foul. So it just tells me who who is, you know, that it should have been a free kick. So, um, yeah, it's it's... It's it's poor. Baff, it is baffling, isn't it? I mean, I don't think we'll get into it now because I think we should save it for when Sam's on because it'll be a good rant. But they're on about bringing this bloody blue card in and they can't even get yeah. the current rules right. So it's like, why are you making it more hard for yourself? But uh, yeah, it's but that blue card thing is like it's just a case of if it ain't broke. I mean, it is broke, but they're not looking at the bit that's broke. Like you it's, said, they're yeah, just pissing it's... about with. Fix the, bits fix the foundations broke. before you yeah, before you fix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, fix the foundations before you build a roof. That's a, exactly. that's a great analogy yeah. that you half yeah. you half set up, uh, and then yeah. I then I finished off. Uh, final yeah. screenshot. Then the third goal. Um, you had a good point before we went live on this. You said you think Sanderberg should be doing better uh, for 100%. this one because obviously San He's Sanderberg's the one there marking Nunes. Nunes has the crane. He said this is the only goal that I look at and think fair play. You know, it's a good goal from Liverpool. That it's a good header. It's the only goal that they've had to actually work for. Um, because Burnley like giving goals away, goals to teams where they don't have to work for anything. But I look at this goal. My opinion is Nunes has done well, but you think you think uh, Sanderberg should have done better for this one? Nunes has done well. Don't get me wrong, because he's it, the reason I think Sanderberg has done better is because he's it, the momentum for that is with Sanderberg because the ball's going away from him. Nunes has got to lean back to get good contacts in the header. All Sanderberg has got to do there is just go forwards, and he'll and he'll get it. And even if he takes Nunes out, he'll win the ball. Um, so I, I, and there's no reason. It blows my mind that Sanderberg is getting beaten for a header there when it's going when it's going away from him like that. He should not be losing out on that header, in my opinion. So I think it's dreadful defending from him. Yep, yeah, uh, Claret and Blue eighteen eighty two kind of agrees with you. So it's a good well, agrees with both anyway. A good goal, crap defending. Could probably say fair, fair enough on that one. Um, I, I I do think it's a good header. Um, we'll probably oh, it's a good header because yes. It's a good header because he has because of the way he's got to adjust his body and, and he almost has to go back on himself to get it in midair. So he has to bend backwards to get it. But because he has to do that, surely it's easier for Sander Burst to clear it. it. It's it's even more. It makes it defending worse. The fact that he's got to do that and he still did it. In my opinion, I, but, um, I made a good point myself. Uh, if I do say so myself before we went live, because I, I feel like the fact that it's a cross that's not as good as it could have been. The fact that the cross is behind him actually works in Nunez's favour because it is easy for him to get to the... Even though he has to crane his neck, it's not easy. But because the ball's closer to him than what it would have been to Berg, whereas if it had been bang in the middle of them both, then Sander would have probably won the header. But because it's a little bit behind him, then I yeah. feel like it's kind of worked in his favour, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. There's a good comment um, on there, 10v6. I've just noticed literally every Burnley player was in that box and, and they've still scored. It's madness. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I just think that's a play, the location of the cross. Uh, I, yeah. I think on that one, but yeah, super Kurt, It does make a point. There's been there's a few of them. I can't remember if it was Villa. There was a, another goal where there were so many Burnley players in the box, and it was nowhere near him. Uh, Oliver yeah. Briggs says, "I think there's no blame on Burke here. Look how Nunes is blocking Burke and trying to get around him. It's clever striker play." He says, um, "But yeah, I, I do think it's a decent end for Nunes, but probably Sander, if we're being picky, in my opinion, uh, could have done better. But yeah, that's fair enough." Yeah, it's um, fair enough. Um, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, 
I just, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like it's, it, it's like Oliver says, good striker play. Uh, but there we are. Um, right, we're coming up to thirty-eight minutes. Um, so we'll, you know, we, we've done all the um, screenshots and stuff like that. We've done all the, all the chat about uh, the game. So we'll look ahead at some other talking points in a second. But just before we carry on with that. I want to remind you all that Burnley's sleeve sponsor for the 23-24 season are about to unveil something special, the limited edition Burnley FC Uphold card set to launch soon. You can easily add funds to your card and unlock its perks whether you're spending at home or away. The card lets you spend money in any currency anywhere in the world. It's accepted everywhere MasterCard is without foreign transaction fees and offers a competitive exchange rate for added ease and security. You can pay with Apple or Google Play and Uphold also want to point out that their value community demonstrated by their pledge to donate £5 to Burnley FC in the community with your first purchase using the card. Secure your spots on the waiting list today at www.uphold.com forward slash Burnley FC turns and conditions apply. Um, right, like I said, we're getting some more talking points. Um, Vincent Company, there's again... I mean, I, I, I don't feel like there was any point in having an in, in or out debate again because it's just not going to happen anymore. I know there are some people still on the, not on the chat. I think the chat is majority of people, I feel like, are still VKing. Um, but once again, I do feel like he's making some mistakes. And, and there was making mistakes at the start of the season and I felt like he got over it. But we're at a point now where we know he's not going to drop Trafford, so we, we just don't debate it. But I still feel like that's a mistake, like that's the fact that he's playing him every week. And that mm. annoys me, and I do feel like that's a baffling decision. And in playing Ramsey again this weekend, like what did Ramsey do against Fulham to deserve a start no. this weekend over some of the players in there? Now, what I will say is Ramsey was okay this weekend. He wasn't great. He gave the ball away a lot in the final third. Um, but yeah, talk to me about VK and your thoughts on VK because he, he's starting. To, I'm still VK. I'm not in any stretch of the imagination VK out and I will give him to a minimum 10 games into next season as I've said pretty mm-hmm. much since day one unless we start getting dicked 6-7-0 you know, three, four games in a row then obviously that will change. Um, mm-hmm. But he's making decisions uh, and some decisions that are starting to grate on me and he's starting to grate on me a little bit. Stubbornness, mate. I think... Um, yeah, I agree. One of the biggest criticisms I think people would throw at Daesh is he was really stubborn and Vinny is showing that same characteristic. Um, and I think that's why Trafford is still playing. And I think that's why he's persisting with, with stuff like that. And why Zeruri and Benson have been um, sort of like thrown out is because he's determined to make his signings work. It's just sheer stubbornness. I think he's that he's trying, he's, it's as if he's sitting there going, no, this is going to work. I'll show you it's going to work. And I'm going to do it this way. And he's trying, whatever. So, yeah, his stubbornness is the most frustrating thing for me. Um, the thing that's baffling me with company and, and this season is, and a few people have said it, is that he's, he's one of the best centre-halves that the Premier League's ever had. And and you would think that these players, coach, uh, defensive players being coached by him, would look more organised than they are. Um and that's the most disappointing thing about Vincent Company in the Premier League this year is that defensively was so bad. Like, I would expect that the defence would be really good and maybe we struggle to score goals, so maybe we're losing sort of 1-0 or something like that. Yeah. But the fact that we make it so easy for teams to score against us... And I know that I know that not just because you're a great player doesn't necessarily mean you're a great manager because, like, look at Roy Keane and stuff like that. But it's... Um, you would think that someone as good as good as he was in defence would get that team organised in defence. And that's the most frustrating thing for me is that we just look lost defensively half the time. Um, but the biggest thing that's grating on me with company, as you've already said, is the mistakes that he doesn't seem to be learning from. Because he's, he's clearly an intelligent block. And, and yeah, we, saw in the document, we saw in the documentary that um, he's got some great ideas and, and he knows what he's talking about. But... It just doesn't seem to be learning from these mistakes, which for me suggests that it is down to stubbornness. That it's it's not that he's thick or he's not or he's not capable of it or of learning or anything. It's just stubbornness to try and make these signings work. Now, you alluded to it earlier. Maybe there is a bit of pressure from above saying, "Look, you spent all this money. You you better make it work." Whether that's the yeah. case or not, I don't know. But I like to think that company's strong enough that. He's not going to listen to Alan Pace about team matters. If if Alan Pace says you've got to play him, I'm sure company's strong enough to say it. No, I'm not doing. It. So I don't. Yeah, think, I probably agree with that. I don't. I don't think 
there's anything really in the pressure from above to do it. So I just think it's sheer stubbornness. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'll get into it in a second. But the fact that Benson's still nowhere near the side, uh, it, it should have come on yesterday. I don't understand why yeah. it didn't come on yesterday. Um, but Ginger Ali says VK is not a Premier League manager. Uh, not yet, he's not. not no. I'd agree with that. I do think he will be, but that's a different debate. Supercurt 1980 says too many players to try and keep happy. Potentially, the squad could be too big. But he's playing some of the players that shouldn't be playing, like your Traffords, like your Ramses. Like these are the younger kids that probably would have benefited more with the loan, especially Trafford. Um, mm -hmm. And Ramsey, I don't understand what he's doing. I, again, he's going to be good. And I think that's something to do with it. Um, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, Neil's best mate, GST, says he's not doing himself any favours, which is good in my opinion. Uh, but this season means we're at least going to have him next season. Uh, his managerial stock isn't going to be increasing. And I don't think he'd leave yet, to be fair, either. Um, I was going to say that, actually. Yeah. I was going to say something about that, actually. I think, you know, last season when um, Spurs sacked... Uh, was it Poch? No, and... Poch is there. Now Conte, weren't it? Conte. And um, oh yeah, he's there now, isn't he? No, he's at Chelsea. Um, yeah, it was part. Right. It was part. Yeah, much um, and company was obviously linked, um, and everyone was, you know, and and he was linked with Belgium and all that sort of stuff. If if they sacked Angie now, I don't think company would be anywhere near the running. So I think I do think his stock's fallen a little bit. Um, but I think a lot of that is that he's shown that he's not quite at this level yet. Um, yeah. I'd agree with that. And that's, that's what we're seeing on the pitch. It's just the whole, from manager to players, are not quite at this level yet. Um, yeah. And I think I think, I think think we'll get there. It'll, it'll just mean this year we're going down. Um, a couple of points. Clayton Blue 882 says, I expected Benson to come on for Ramsey yesterday. Yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, Cornell Nivlag said the subs were bizarre. Now, I do just want to quickly go through the subs with you. Now, I'll just have to quickly get it back on the screen. Even though I got it up on the screen, I stupidly closed it. I have this habit of closing apps on my phone when I'm yeah, like half paying attention to them. Um, but I'll just quickly back up now. There you go. If I, even if I didn't mention it, none of you would have noticed it. Broadcasting genius. <laughs> um, but we didn't make a sub until the 80th minute. And this is when we're already 3-1 down. Like We should have met him on the hour mark at 2-1 uh, or responded to going 2-1 down. We don't. It takes too long this to respond. This goes back then, to... Go on. So I was just going to say, this goes back to what you were saying um, about company not learning from his mistakes. Last season, we were praising him for his in-game management and yeah. and how he was quick to react. And, you know, look at the Sunderland match last year. He knew it wasn't working and he made changes very, very quickly when he took Barnes off and stuff like that. This year, it doesn't seem to be learning as fast. He doesn't seem to be adapting as fast. Um, and I think I said it last week or a week before, whenever it was, that he should have changed the way that we played the, the system that we play this year because the, the system he wants to play, the players can't do it. And yet he's persisted with it instead of, okay, sack that off. It's not working. We better do this. Um, that's what it is. He just seems a bit slower to react and a bit slower to learn this year than he did last year. Yeah, probably just a step too far, isn't it, at this stage in his career? And that's why he's just yeah. getting sort of like over, overrun with it all. But the subs were in the 80th minute, Vitinho on Esteve off. Whatever, I, I, it's bizarre. Um, Ramsey off Masengo on. Like, I like Masengo and I do want to see him more, but he's a defensive midfielder with three one down, mate. Like, yeah, what, what, what what's yeah. the thinking there? And then five minutes later, Brune Larson on, I'm doing it off. Like, met the subs met earlier the subs and met better subs. The, the subs weren't mm -hmm. good enough for me, in my opinion. Uh, no. they just weren't. No, I agree um, with that. Um, I mean, at 80, 80th minute at Anfield. Three one down. What we actually, what they actually supposed to do? Um, yeah. For me, there um, in that situation, and I know that Jay has not exactly been on fire, but I would have, I would have brought Benson and Jay on and just gone for it. What have you got to lose? Exactly. Like, yes, he's not been on fire, but he's an attacking-minded player. He might yeah. not have scored a goal, but who knows? If we put Benson on, he could have pinged across straight to Jay's head, and Jay's very good in the air. Um, yeah. So something like that could. I don't know why he's not making more attack-minded subs. Like Manuel Benson deserves a crack at the Premier League. I don't care why what what excuses people have. I don't see why he isn't getting more game time. It really, really does baffle me. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Brad Nuttall Court called boxing says too many luxury plays in the side for a team fighting relegation. All of them very, very good footballers, but not what we need when we're in a dogfight. Brown or worse of the lot, no fight at all. Um, 
I thought Brownell's game yesterday wasn't as bad as it was against Fulham, um, but again, he, he worked great. Um, I've seen some debate about the actual captaincy at this stage now on the on the hashtag. Some people saying that Sanders should have it. I'm not don't know about that. I think that just I, it's a difficult one. I, I don't necessarily look at that and think Brownell's been a great captain recently. But at the same time, I just think stripping him of the captaincy, like at this stage of the season, what, what good's that going to do? Um, yeah, there's no point now. Long term, yeah. I don't think he'll be captain, but um, yeah, there's no point now. It'll just, well, no point. It'll yeah. just, if anything, it'll knock his, his it'll knock him as well. Um, you know, it's like you get stripped of the captaincy, it's a bit like you're a bit shit, mate. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. I mean? So, um, yeah, uh, Clark and Blue 1882. Like, I generally know nothing about this, but I'm just putting it on screen there just because uh, apparently Benson isn't getting game time because he had he has upset the club regarding his ankle injury from last season. You'll have to give us more context with that, mate, because uh, unless he refused to play, I don't know. Um, but you know, I, I, I've never I've never professed to be RTK and I never will profess to be RTK, but I do know a couple of people from within the club who do sometimes talk to me um, and nobody's ever mentioned that. Uh, but yeah, just going back to uh, the guy whose name I've been pronouncing incorrectly. Um, it's Colonel, uh, not Colonel. Apologies, mate. Uh, he did put that in the comments. Uh, he said <laughs> Larson should have been that. on. <laughs> Larson should have been on for Ramsey 15 minutes before. Like, yeah, if you're going to make that sub, then yeah, like I, like I said, I, I just don't see that Benson should be getting on. Like, uh, yeah. And, well, like I said, 80, 80 oh, minutes, 3 1 down at Anfield, there's no point making a sub, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. No but he should have done it at 2 1. Um, he should have yeah. done it at 2 1. Um, I mean, I, I know we didn't win, um, uh, but I do like to do man of the match shout, so please get your comments in now. Let me know who your man of the match shout is. Uh, I think for me, I'm gonna go Esteve. I thought he played very, very well. Um, I thought here there was moments where, uh, especially I know I've mentioned it already, but the bit where Nunez steamed through on goal, um, and he managed to keep up with him and then actually drew the foul from Nunez. Played very, very well. He's a great fan. And the fact that he'll be with us next season, um, hopefully, you know, we could end up putting him in the shop window really well and someone else comes in for him. And uh, and I know there's an obligation, but I don't know how the exact obligation will, will work. Um, so we'll see on that one. Uh, Asignon played well as well, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, uh, O'Shea, good shout as well uh, from Ginger Alley. O'Shea did play very, very well, as I've mentioned already. Um, but I'm going to go for Esteve. I do think he played very, very well. Obviously, O'Shea getting the goal uh, and did have a good defensive performance as well, to be fair. So I could understand why people would give it to O'Shea. Uh, Neil, your man of the match, please. I'm going for O'Shea just because he got the goal, didn't he? I think there's very little to choose between him and Esteve or E. Stevie, as I'm going to call him. Um, um, it's just that O'Shea got the goal. So that edges it for me. Yep, fair enough. Um, Super Kurt 1980 says Steve. Uh, Ginger Alley says O'Shea. Uh, Neil's acquaintance um, says a man of the match, Esteve. Uh, Claret and Blue 1882 says uh, me for using both my hands to shield me and my son's eyes from the sun. That's always annoyed me about Anfield. That I hate Anfield for that. I know they can't exactly just rotate the stadium, uh, but it's always pissed me off about Anfield that that when the sun's out, it just sets behind. Is it the cop straight across from you? Is in it, um, and it and it, it pisses me off. It genuinely pisses me off. You know, what I used to hate about Anfield, and I really wanted to go. Um, yes, when was it? Yeah, yesterday. But with it being the birthday weekend, I bit the bullet and thought, spend some time with the fam. You know, you got to put the work in every now and then. Um, and I was looking forward to seeing how the new stadium was, or the, not the new stadium, like the new stand, because the thing that used me knowing me the most about Anfield was the upper tier would overhang. So if you was towards the back of the stand. It used to proper piss me off that, but uh, yeah, the song. I I agree with you. You can have it there, Clarence Blue eighteen eighty two uh, for that. Uh, Kenny Bridges says Asenyon Twin City. Clarence says O'Shea. Um, apparently, it's not a great new stand. Says Clarence Blue eighteen eighty two. Interesting. Hopefully, I get to see it not next season, uh, but the season after. Uh, John Farrell says O'Shea for me. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, some different answers there, um, which uh, is great to see. Um, Neil, pretty much going to wrap it up there, but obviously next up, we do have Arsenal. How are we all feeling about that one? Get your comments in. Hopefully we can squeeze another <laughs> 10 more minutes out of it. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling, uh, next. I'm feeling less confident now after what they've done to West Ham. Yeah, exactly. Um, as, as, as Ginger Alley says there, yeah. Arsenal hit West Ham for six um, today. Obviously, I'm sure you all are aware. Um, if you're not, um, Arsenal beat West Ham 6-0. And who to play Arsenal next? 
little old Burnley who uh, are conceding yeah. goals for fun. So, yeah, not looking but forward I'm to also, that one. But I'm also, part of me is also hoping that we do a job on them just so I can hear Arteta's latest excuse because we've had grass is too dry, um, grass is too long. Yeah, that's my favourite, grass is too long. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I know it's a completely different media team now at Burnley, um, but I think it was when Darren Bentley was still there. They changed the header picture on um, on Burnley's to, Twitter to the, to the, to yeah. the turf more grass. That were great. Yeah, yeah. Talsary, that that were fantastic. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling uh, a lot less. I wasn't confident anyway, but it's a lot less more so now that I've seen what they've done to West Ham because West Ham aren't exactly having a terrible season. No, um, well, they were eighth, weren't they? I mean, I presume they still yeah, are, yeah. but they, they were yeah. eighth. Um, no, I don't think they are now because. Um, Jordy's won and United won, so I think they don't think they are now. Um, so yeah, I'm not confident at all. Not confident. At I all. mean, nobody can blame you. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know whether people are. There used to be some people in the chat that are called us. Uh, what did they call us? Like whinging bastards and pessimists every single week. Show me yeah. a Burnley fan who's confident for the Arsenal game, and I will show you a liar. Uh, here's one yeah. easy Arsenal game. Yorich in says Clyde Blue, eighteen eighty two. Um, I mean, that would make us better. Um, but uh, Twin you're City getting in, mate. You're yeah. getting in. Twin... I know companies banned, but he'll still pick the team. Yeah. Uh, Twin Six Clouds is always looking forward to the Samurai. Well, if he shows up next week, mate, if he shows up. He can up be next bothered. Week... You know what? It's yeah. like, honestly. Uh, last week, last week he tried says... to get out of it by breaking his arm or whatever he did. And now this. <laughs> yeah, he honestly... did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginger Alley says two goals with onset pieces today as well. Um, so. Uh, yeah, um, apparently the excuse next week is going to be the grass ain't the right shade of green. Or Could Super be. Kurt says the grass is too green, which is yeah. similar. Uh, and grass Colonel, is too grassy. Not, not colonel. Um, oh. Colonel says the grass is too grassy. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we having a are we having a fight here for who's the CEO of the Murich fan club? Or is it a case of Neil's the president and Claret and Blue 1882 is the... Um, the employed CEO. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's the case, but I mean, it's a bit of a defunct club at the minute, so I'll take it on if you want, mate, because yeah. there's, there's no, there's nothing happening, so take it on. <laughs> Promoted yeah, to be the I, president. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Co- Cornier? Is that you, Maxwell? Is that you, Maxwell? Maxwell, uh, come back, mate. Come back. <laughs> he says, the frustrating thing for me is I don't think BK is giving us the best chance of staying up with his team selections and formations. I well, agree this, with you, mate. We've kind of gone into it, but go on, Neil. No, this is what I was saying last week about how this season just seems to have been written off. It's like, without going back into it, but we've said before, haven't we, that this whole nonsense theory that we've come up too soon and all that sort of stuff. This season just feels to me like the club's written it off and they're not really that asked whether we stay up or not this year. That's how it's felt to me all year. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm at a stage now where I do agree yeah. with that. Um, I think they've... Not written it off intentionally, uh, but they've just decided to to, to play all the, the young and up-and-coming talent in the hope that they get better. Yeah. And then, and then that's why we've ended up going down, and it has been written off in that scenario. Um, but it's a shame. You know, I, I don't mention them a lot on this channel for obvious reasons, but uh, the Horse Fiddlers won yesterday, and I was pretty pissed off with that because that's the only thing that's been giving me joy. Um, so it looks like they'll be staying in the Championship next season, so we will have to play them again. Which means we'll probably dick him again, but I'm one of them that gets really nervous when we play him. Just in the case that we don't, we don't beat them that one time. Um, Darby's horrible. I know. Darby's I, I, horrible. I hate him. I really, really hate him. Uh, Joring. Um, yeah, John Corbett says a new documentary will be called "Back to the Championship." Um, yeah, John, that's pretty much what we're saying in it. The club are putting selling on uh, money before survival, and yeah, I'd agree with that. I think they, they're thinking yeah, about it more as a business. But sometimes that can end up working well. I know it's not worked this season. Obviously, it hasn't worked this season. Um, as Oliver says, a season of development and exactly that. We will, in my opinion, reap the benefits from it next season. Uh, well, uh, fingers crossed. This is um, only going to work, if, for me, in my opinion, this is only going to work if they don't go down and then dismantle the team again. It's only yeah, going to I mean, work. Surely they've learned from that. Yeah, it's only going to work if this is the team that we have next year because if they do the same as they've done, I know last summer, summer before last was enforced, but if they do the same as the summer just gone yeah. where it's wholesale changes, there's no point because you're not building anything. It's just resetting the process. So this is only going to work if 
the 11 that we see on the pitch yesterday on and majority of the season is the same 11 that we see in a championship next year. Otherwise, yeah, it's just I agree. a complete waste of time. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it really, really has a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Bridges says, thanks, boys, from Canada got to go. Don't worry, Ken, I'm going to start wrapping up in a second. The last talking point from me, uh, I'm going to highlight this comment here from Claret and Blue 1882. He says, do you guys think Lytton uh, will still go down? Because I'm not sure. He obviously means Luton. Um, Burnley season 30 says Everton to go down instead of Luton. I genuinely, I do still think Luton will get dragged into. I think they've had their upturn in form. They'll now come back down again. And I think Everton have got a bit, they've got a better squad, in my opinion, of Everton. They've got a better manager. I think ultimately that will keep them up. And I think for us, for a selfish point of view, we need Luton to come down with us because if Everton go down, they'll dick the championship. And we want as little competition well, in there as possible. Actually, they might not because they'll have to get rid of a lot of players. So they True, might not. but if, if it depends on the, on or, the financial situation. Or Everton is more of a draw to players. Exactly, than exactly. Burnley. That's that was my next yeah. point. We will be we'll be shopping in the same market, and if yeah. Everton are playing in the Championship and Burnley playing in the Championship, people are going to go to want to go to Everton, uh, as we found out. Uh, but uh, Clayton Blue eighteen eighty two says they're showing fan that we're uh, showing what we aren't some fight. Yes, I agree with that, but I do feel like they'd need a different style next season. I don't think they could fight the way out of the championship. Um, mm -hmm. So that'd be interesting how they quickly turn that around. And my, another point is there's going to be um, a team, a good team that stays down because there's four good teams in the championship at the minute. Only three mm -hmm. of them can come up. I think Ipswich will be the one that fails and fade. Um, so, so it's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree with what uh, I agree. I, I agree with Ginger Ali. He says all three promoted teams are going down. Twin City Claris just on this says, do we know anything about if Everton are being penalised more or less points? I have no idea, mate. I, I, it's, 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 my so I think we'll get points back. My personal opinion on that is that nothing will affect this season. I think they'll get, it'll be later down the line. Yeah, So I think, yeah, I don't think anything will affect this season. The Premier League will just yeah. be too scared of, of that happening. This yeah. close to the end. John Corbett says, I think even if Everton and Forest lose more points, uh, we'd still go down, which is embarrassing. I agree. I think if, if anyone's going to stay up for more points deductions, it's Luton. Uh, Jamie says, do you think we'll go straight back up? Yes, but it depends on a few factors. But hopefully, we, I mean, we've kind of discussed that already, mate. I presume you're quite late to it, which is fair enough. Um, but yeah, we have kind of discussed that. And, and, and I do think I, I do think we'll go back up because I, I don't think we'll be dicking, uh, doing what we've been done for the last few years where we get, get rid of the entire team. I think we'll keep the majority of the team. And then because we will reap the benefits from what we've done this season, which is play a lot of kids. Um, anyway, am I all right to wrap it up there, Neil? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. And that's the end of it. Um, no, um, I think we've covered everything there, mate. It's just um, let's just accept that the season is what it is. And we'll just go into the Arsenal game with hope in our hearts. Um, Probably not so much hope from my heart, if I'm honest with you. No, no. Um, and just, yeah, we'll just see what happens. And then hopefully we can get some more points um, after Arsenal game and then see where we end up. I, at this point, I think we're down. I know that mathematically we're not, but let's just see. Not even up for debate anymore. I don't understand how no, some people are still debating see, it on Twitter. Let's just see how it, how it finishes, I guess. Um, yeah. But the main the main thing is just don't let it ruin your weekend. I don't let football ruin my weekend anymore. There's no point. Well, no, and thankfully that's what we're here to do. We're here to make everyone feel better again. As Ginger Ali says there on screen, great show, guys. Thank you, Ginger Ali. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Supercut uh, eighteen ninety. Uh, says thank you and good night. Claret and Blue, uh, 1882, says Burnley women play at the turf on the 21st of April. Uh, should be better than watching the boys play. Probably, mate. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, in fact, just before I do go, I don't know if Brad, Nut Brad Nuttall Court called boxing is still in the chat. Um, if you are, give us a quick wave, mate. Because, uh, Neil, you did say earlier um, when he put his first comment in that you want to see a media wall picture. You mm -hmm. want to see one later? He's already sent it in, mate. There, there you go. Is. That's it. Look yeah. at that beauty. Spent a lot of money Look on that, that, haven't you, mate? Look at that. That was at the start. Uh, he put that in at the start. So happy days. Uh, I do have a media wall as well. Uh, it's not as nice as that, though, Brad. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's very, very nice. But I uh, hope you've enjoyed seeing our ugly mugs on the big screen, Brad, if you're still in the chat. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that media wall 
is a thing of beauty. But yeah, we'll wrap it up here then. Um, so yeah, obviously, if you're late to the show, as always, as soon as I press end stream on this, uh, you can watch the show back at your pleasure. Uh, leisure? Pleasure, if, you, if that's your thing. Uh, at your leisure. Uh, you can watch it whenever you want. Um, and of course, pretty much as soon as I've done this as well, um, I will be uploading the podcast. And you can listen to that on your commute to work tomorrow morning or whatever it is you're going to do tomorrow. You could even listen to it tonight in bed if you're late to the show. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I should be back for a pre-game show. It will probably be Thursday. I've not even spoke to an Arsenal fan yet, but I'm working for the next three days. So it will probably be on Thursday. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.